Hello and welcome to the Daily Booktopian for Tuesday, the 26th of May. I'm Nicholas Vasiliev, the social media specialist here at Booktopia. And if you are unfamiliar, this is a podcast about reading in the time of isolation and social distancing. Um, we have a new little lineup joining us today. Um, so I'm delighted to announce that we are joined by our affiliate and partnerships marketing manager, Arthur Malkin. Hi, Arthur. Hi, Nick. And we are also joined with someone who is making their debut on the podcast, Zoe Carew, the executive assistant to our CEO and what we li- who we like to call Booktopia's Fun Times Manager. Hi, Sia. Hello, Nicholas. Um, so let's dive right in and not beat around the bush. Um, Arthur, what have you been reading uh, over the last week or so? Uh, so I've been reading a book called You Might Remember Me by Mike Thomas. It's a biography on the actor-comedian Phil Hartman, um, who was... You know, one of the things he was most famous for was uh, his voice work on The Simpsons. Uh, and the book it, title itself comes from uh, the line said by one of his characters, Troy McClure. He always used to start uh, almost every scene he ever was in by with, you know, you might remember me from such and such. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a really great biography of, on his life. Um, unfortunately, Phil Hartman, um, you know, was, was killed almost 22 years ago in uh, I think his anniversary is in a few days time uh, yeah he's a, he was a really great um, comedian and one of my favorites when I was younger I used to enjoy uh, watching him obviously on The Simpsons and um, I used to watch some of his Saturday Night Live sketches and um, his some of his movies like Sergeant Bilko and and Jingle All the Way um, yeah it was just a really great really great book on on his life just got to um, find out some really fun, you know, fascinating things about his early years and, you know, growing up in Canada, um, coming to America and just really, you know, his early years in the in the comedy scene. Uh, so he had his real breakout role on Saturday Night Live in the 80s. That's what really um, got him mostly noticed originally. Uh, yeah, just it was just a really great read and just really good to hear, um, just to, sorry, to read about some, um, you know, some, insights on what it was like um to, to you know to make it in comedy back then and um you know the experiences that he went through and what it was like for him to to really find his um his calling on on you know shows like saturday night live and the simpsons and his sitcom the the news radio which um was one of the last things he was in um uh before he was um you know killed back in 1998 yeah it's I, it's kind of part of a lot of people's childhood, just the the consistent, amazing voice of, hi, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from from this and that or yada, yada. It, like, it, it, it's kind of one of those phrases that, you know, it has now transcend, transcended the show and kind of almost seeped into kind of popular culture as a as a piece of, of fun content that, pe- that kind of – exists beyond simply just um the 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 show of the simpsons that it's in does it i'm assuming though obviously the book would probably take a lot of twists and turns considering the ending of it yeah i mean it's a it's a really it's a really it starts out like as a really standard biography going into you know his life story but then um you know towards the end the the last few chapters uh uh, sort of read like a true crime novel. It's just very detailed 
about um, you know the moments leading up to his murder because unfortunately he, um, he was murdered by his wife in a murder suicide. Just you know a lot of the the details and what happened and uh, yeah, just very sad the way his his story had to come to a very untimely end. Um, he had to see, you know obviously so much potential. I mean one of the things that the book goes into is um uh, something i didn't even know i thought i knew everything about him but that's what this is what made it so fun to read the book is that um he loved his troy McClure character so much he was actually uh trying to make a live action version of uh, a live action film version oh, wow yeah oh, he um he was working with the simpsons writers to to make that a reality they were very supportive of it obviously they um they loved the character obviously as much as he did and um yeah they were really trying to help him make that happen but you know, unfortunately, that's one of those things that just never got to happen. Just another example of um, missed opportunity by someone who was so talented that was taken from us too soon. What could have been? Um, yeah. Um, Zia, what, are, what have you been reading over the last week or so? Um, well, I uh, have – I'm not as quick as a reader as everyone else that comes on here. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> over the last uh, month and a half, two months, I um, – I've been reading, I've dived, I went exactly the opposite way of everybody else and dived headfirst in the Olympic-sized pool of a pandemic and epidemics, etc. And I started reading, I found this book in the kitchen um, at work. It was The Passage by Justin Cronin, which is a the first book of a trilogy about a vampire apocalypse and starts off with a virus, which is which was so entertaining and uh, very well written and really highly recommended. It's super cool if you like, if you're a fan of, you know, like The Walking Dead and um, uh, sort of, you know, Z Nation and all that kind of zombie stuff. Um, this is, and like also vampires, who doesn't? This would be <laughs> a really great read. I, I recommend it. So I finished that up and then I was like, oh, well, ready to listen to channel 7 9 and 10 um, um, <laughs> make me fear for my life and tell me the world is ending so I'm, I'm just going to continue reading so I picked up a book that's been sitting in my library um, I collect the classics and I try hope to read them and I picked up The Plague by um, Albert Camus who is a French Algerian author um, Albert Camus if you want to say it in um, the English uh, accent. Um, so he wrote The Plague in 1947 um, and it is basically about uh, the a bubonic plague outbreak in um, a town in Algeria, which is his home country, um, and how they go into quarantine and how they deal with the infection uh, and, um, and the emotional... Um, I'm not going to say roller coaster because it's actually a journey, and it turns out uh, hey, we've every time there is something like this, whether it's an epidemic, pandemic, any sort of anything like that, we all humans behave the same and go through the same emotions. And you have people who um, you know accept, people who um, step up, people who fear, and 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 you know, and it's incredible that it sort of calmed me, if it makes sense, because. Mm. Um, it makes you go, oh, wait a second, this isn't the first time, this isn't, you know, the world ending, this is actually quite common, and if you look back in history, these things have happened quite frequently, and um, and this too shall pass, And um, it, but it'll also, it humanised everything, is that we are all human, and we all, you know, whether it's 100 years ago, 300 years ago, or now, our emotions and how we behave and react to these things is very, very similar. We really haven't grown much. Um, the only thing we've done is base our, our knowledge uh, of science and medicine has, and our outreach to media has just increased, in my opinion, which 
it kind of gave me comfort if I'm going to say so, if, mm. if I can say that comfort. Yeah, no, I, I can, I can vibe with that quite a lot. I mean, I'm kind of somewhat similar when, when all of this started to happen, I actually often found myself going towards, you know, books that were actually kind of mirroring the situation. And I think we talked a lot about, we, we did a podcast with a uh, Laura Jean McKay a few weeks back um, on her book, the animals in that country, which talks about a plague that they nicknamed zoo flu, which basically causes people to have have psychological breakdowns and can start to understand what animals are saying to them. Um, and I weirdly found it um, very comforting to actually read about people who are in a similar situation to what we are in and Definitely. the fact that it happened had happened before or in some capacity um, that this is nothing new and that eventually it will pass is actually quite comforting. I agree. Um, I agree. And um, we, you know, and as, and it, and it grounds you, it gives you perspective as well. You know, um, um, I keep, I've consciously stayed away from media and the sense of, sense, you know what I'm trying to say, sense of yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, and of all of this for the wrong reasons and sort of gone back to basics that this, is natural these things happen we are humans we are not invincible um we will get through this uh, even if the world doesn't look the same as it was it, it's still going to go on um uh, you know all those sort of things just i don't know gives you a little bit warm fuzzies inside and and also no noting how much of an emotional beings we are we are like us humans we are so emotional like this is when our um our humanity is really a little bit robotic going through the, the rat race. You know, this is what you do. Bang, 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 go to work, go home, teach your kids, take them to school, see your friends, sleep, exercise, you know, all that sort of stuff. Mm, yeah. This really brings out people's humanity mm. for, for better or worse. I don't know, but I've just seen that and it's quite enlightening and comforting. I found. Mm, yeah. Look, it's, I, I agree. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's fascinating that we respond to it like that. Um, and it's a, and uh, you know it's it's it, it is incredibly comforting but also you know it, it doesn't hold back from the nature of the situation you're dealing with and doesn't make you take what's happening for granted but it also makes you it can provide a lot of clarity as well so yeah great great picks absolutely love it um so we're at that stage of the podcast now where we also like to talk about things that are, are bringing us joy uh, during this period of, of isolation and social distancing and i'll throw to you first arthur um what uh, what's bringing you joy uh, at the moment? At the moment, while going through all this, I'm really happy to have um, Rick and Morty back on Netflix right now. <laughs> oh I'm yes, to have that show back on. Um, oh, so funny, so great to have um, those characters back. I mean, Rick is just the most insane comic character I've ever seen in not just in a cartoon but in any comedy he's just so well written everything about him is amazing um yeah I don't, I, if you've never watched Rick and Morty I can't recommend it enough it's um I, I try to describe it to people as it's kind of like if Back to the Future meshed with Doctor Who but <laughs> uh, just completely unlikable in every possible way as people that are horrible to each other they're horrible to others but they are so funny and so entertaining <laughs> yeah i love that show it's it's just it, the incredibly i love just how biting it can actually be as well of political 
of of even context of things that we are that we have in in our world and i i actually find that really entertaining such a good show um great great pick um zia what about you what's bringing you joy at the moment um four letter word Use your imagination. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> yoga. I am absolutely obsessed with yoga right now. Um, I probably am the only, not the only person, but I'm probably one of the few people that are not complaining about getting fat at home. I've been eating really well and I've been doing yoga twice a day. And I'm, I'm actually, because I'm finding a little bit more time and less time commuting. And um, so that's really been been helping and also watching Archer. I love Archer on Netflix. So that's Lovely that's my show. go-to. <laughs> oh yes. Look, you know, it, I I admire your uh, tenacity and ability to to do yoga and eat healthily at home because when I first started at home, uh, being at home, I was going, oh yeah, I can I can do this. Like I can have a positive change in and. No, I'd be lazy as hell. So I admire your... your, You know what it is? I don't have... Like, I've got two young ones. I've got two kids and I'm a single mum. And I'm usually up at a crack of dawn, you know, getting their lunches, getting myself ready for full-time work, getting back home. And when I didn't have to do all of that extra stuff, like I still work throughout this whole thing, but it was just, I was like, oh, I've got an extra half an hour and I could have very easily, very easily, you know, grabbed my phone and scrolled down a rabbit hole. But I was like, mm, I don't want to feel like total, can I say, no, I'm not going to say. Like, you can poo. swear, you can swear. <laughs> like I don't want to feel like total shit after this and hate myself <laughs> for the next 12 months. Um, I'm going to really try and every time I just sit there and go, look in the mirror, do you want to be 10 kilos, you know, and uh, – heavier than this and I'm like nope I actually want to enjoy the summer this summer so and I just step away from the fridge it's kind of helped I don't know it's like it's like I don't know um ISO warfare with my brain but <laughs> it's worked what a great name I'll, I'm, I'm going to adopt that ISO warfare I like that <laughs> it is like that trust me because I sit there and yell at myself in the mirror you don't need that Tim Tam get away <laughs> I admire your ability wow <laughs> thank you Oh, how awesome! That's so cool. That's that's inspired me. I'm I'm set. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a run this afternoon. You've inspired me. Look, do that, but also Nicholas, it helps when you don't buy that stuff, yeah, for, with your Coles delivery or Woolies delivery. <laughs> no, no, you're asking too much of me. I can't do it. I can't oh, do it. I know, I know. I know. One step at a time. Let's do the first. Let's do a run first. <laughs> yeah, awesome. What a great pick. Awesome. Thanks, Ian. No um, so we like to finish our podcasts uh, by doing an author shout out. Um, and this today we're doing a, uh, a book called The Paris Secret, uh, Secret uh, by Natasha Lester. Um, so if you're a fan of kind of fashion um, and particular, uh, you know, the story, specifically the stories of fashion um, and how many of the fantastic uh, fashion groups, uh, fashion labels like Dior and all sorts of stuff came into existence and the incredible people that have passed through those uh, kind of those fashion houses, um, then The Paris Secret is a really fantastic book for you. It's by uh, an author, Natasha Lester, who's a, a marketing executive um, or was a marketing executive b- before becoming a, an author. Um, and she has written a whole bunch of books um, and her latest and this latest book came out in March this year. Um, and has been getting fantastic reviews, um, highly recommended uh, from us here at Booktopia. So, yeah, uh, be sure to check it out. Um, So that will bring us to the end of this episode of the Daily Booktopian 
podcast. Thank you very much, Arthur and Zia, uh, for coming on. Thanks for having me. Um, and you. so if you uh, are interested, you can check out our author discussions, interview pieces, other episodes of the Daily Daily Booktopian, no matter what, what we have got you covered um, and more on our SoundCloud and iTunes pages uh, for our Daily Booktopian and Book, uh, Booktopias podcast. You can also head to our Booktopia TV on YouTube if, you, if your eyes need to work out. Um, and we'll be back at the same time tomorrow for another episode of the Daily Booktopian podcast. So until then, keep reading and please stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore at booktopia.com.au.